My name is Derek. And my name is Will. And this is Leveled Head Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Leveled Head's Podcast. Well, Will, you want to just jump right into it? Let's get into it, Derek. All right. Well, you know, we listen to podcasts, you know, throughout the day when we're working. And there was one... One, uh, I forgot what podcast we were listening to, but man, I tell you what, it caught my attention pretty good. And it was like a brief kind of overlook of this thing, and um, we're like, well, we should look into it a little bit more and do a podcast, so get into it. Um, bas- uh, the guy was talking about the McMartin School and all the things that went on in that school, so let's kind of get a background story of it so back in the late 60s this woman called virginia mcmartin started a preschool and she had her uh daughter peggy mcmartin buckley to help her and her husband ray buckley to do do it too so she she ran the school with her her kids yeah it was a family run preschool but none of so like none of their kids were ever in the school they just ran the school they just ran the school so i think when virginia mcmartin or we just call her virginia because saying last name takes a while started school i mean i think her kids were you know obviously all grown up and i bet you peggy and race child if they even had one it's probably grown up at least old enough not to go to preschool or to a daycare or a preschool. Yeah, because this was strictly a preschool, preschool right? Yeah, yeah, strictly preschool. And, you know, it was funny, too. It was, like, highly regarded. There was wait lists to get in. Like, people liked sending their children to the school. It was in Southern California, right? Yeah, in uh, Manhattan Beach, California. Okay. Yeah, I, I should have looked it up on map. It Whereabouts is that? Is that Manhattan Beach? Beach? Is that kind of that is uh let's see on the map there. I guess it really doesn't give any probably not very important to what we're doing, but I mean, yeah, it's just it's down south. It's just like yeah. one of those beaches. One of those beach towns in that yeah, you got area. Beach yeah. And Newport, Manhattan Beach. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, expensive areas to live. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, everybody loves this preschool. You know, it's all fucking kumbaya, fantastic. But in the summer of 83, a student's mother by the name of Judy Johnson was starting to uh, uh, accuse Ray Buckley of fucking some... uh, mischievous things he'd done with her son being lewd just being i don't uh, let's see sexual activities you know abuse to her son so she kind of started taking aim at this guy and uh well as any parent would or should yeah your kid comes up with allegations like this you're gonna take it seriously and uh i guess kind of starts getting weirder you know she starts claiming that you know the the, i guess besides the sexual abuse they started you know having sex with animals in front of these kids and then that buckley i I guess 
said to the kids that he could fly. So, I mean, stuff was starting getting kind of... uh, It's getting kind of weird over there. Kind of starting getting weird, kind of starting muddying up the waters. So, at this point, we're... They weren't calling it satanic ritual abuse. No, it was just strictly sexual abuse. yeah. Nasty things for right now. So, I think... And uh, her son at the time, he was two? Judy Johnson's son was two? Two. Okay. And then also, I think at that same time... That her estranged husband was molesting their children at the same time. Yeah, her son uh, said, because you said that, um, you know, besides the animals and stuff, um, that Ray flew in the air. Yeah, flew in the air. And one of the, another teacher, a female, had drilled a child under the yes, arms. Yes, I, I skipped that on my notes, my bad. And took her son to meet a goat man. Okay, I didn't read that one. Yeah. So Was that on a, on another website? Uh, Yeah, I'm pulling this off of another one. Um, So, yeah, flying in the air. Being meet a goat man. Under the arms, yeah, meeting a goat man. When I read drilled under the arm, I don't know. They took like a freaking actual. Like, I I have no idea what a that freaking, means. A drill. And I, I I don't. Who knows? So, so yeah. So Johnson, uh, because he was arrested and questioned about the allegations. Yeah, but he was was released he that was same released, yeah the same day. Couldn't find any evidence to corroborate, mm-hmm. you know, her claims. But she was adamant that uh, that this guy, Bucky, and other teachers at the, the McMartin Preschool had abused her son and his fellow students. So she got a hold of the district attorney. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, you know, claimed that her son has been part of... Oh, okay. So, and then, you know, I think this... She was kind of getting riled up for at least a year or so. And then she wrote to the district attorney... Claiming that her son has been part of a fuck of a, a satanic ritual within the school. Yeah. So, you know, and I think this is where it starts getting big because then the following allegations that the police, well, the police had to uh, reach out to all the parents throughout the school and saying, "This is what's going on within your child's." These allegations. Yes. Yeah. So, like two hundred current and former students. There. Yeah, I uh, think. No. See. After that, yeah, 350. So they all got letters. All these parents got letters. Yes. And so, all right, so at this point, D, all right, so you've got this this poor kid, you know. It doesn't sound like he has... He's he's two, you know. It's it's really, that's a little. And um, so his mom... You know, she like saw because he was complaining about some some pain and then she saw, you know, what she felt was evidence of something happening. And so this kid, the best that he could do to explain to his mom what was happening, did. And um, yeah, and she's like, what the fuck is happening? So she goes straight to the police. I'm just recapping a little here. You know, the guy gets arrested, released. You know, it sounds like this McMartin family, not that it really matters that much, but they probably, like, were doing all right, you know? Yeah. Probably doing okay, so they could probably maybe afford some good legal counsel. And um, maybe even new people. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm not trying to insinuate anything. It's just sometimes that's the way these things go. Yeah. And then, uh, so... Because I think because she was so adamant, that's when the law enforcement decided, okay, we're you know we're gonna send these letters out. We're gonna get a hold of some more parents and see if if they have anything. And at that point, didn't a lot of other students well, kind of see? Say, that's where the three hundred fifty. Yeah, they say you know three hundred fifty students. Prior and and um, 
occurring students at that school accused of being abused. Okay. What's all right? So what's kind of crazy at this point is all right because so she's saying that you know that Bucky and other teachers were abusing kids, and that also the kid's stepdad or something. Yeah, was was abusing him. Yeah, was abusing him as well. Now, it says, you know, I've read that you know. Dozens, maybe hundreds of other students also said they'd been abused but up to this point. So it's either they never said anything to their parents or they did and the parents didn't act on. Or maybe they what they were saying or they were saying it, but they're too young to really understand, communicate to their parents. Okay, so maybe, you know, they were saying it, but the parents weren't picking it up. They weren't picking it up. That's sad. And then maybe after getting that letter from the the police, maybe some stuff started clicking. So, all right. So now they're kind of, you know, they've got these kids and their parents, you know, coming forward. Um, So then what happened? Like, what did the... uh, Okay. What did law enforcement do at that point? Besides writing the, the note? Yeah, after they wrote the note, note and in, some parents came forward. forward. So basically, I think that at that point, everything just started going into uh, trials, and they were, you know, Bucky and the McMartin family all itself started kind of, uh, what do they call um, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, well, before... Defending themselves. Before that... Um, so the children were initially questioned by the police, you, right? Okay, so are you saying what, what the kids said that what happened to them right. during this? Right, okay. because, yeah, I think initially the, the kids were interrogated okay. by the cops, but okay. then eventually they brought in social workers and therapists. Yes. Okay, okay so let me let me tell you kind of what... um. What the kids said to the cop and stuff like that, and then I, then I guess we can break down, you know, who you know who was the social workers and who were the doctors within that uh, that trial that what they say coped untruthness, I guess. Okay, let's get on to it. Um, you know, so the kids started saying, and pretty pretty much most of the students were talking about tunnels underneath the schools where they'd go down to and they would do a bunch of weird stuff down there talking about how Bucky would cut off rabbits ears and feet to to demonstrate what they would uh, do if the kids would tell their parents they would basically say we would hack your, your folks up and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then force the children to drink the rabbit's blood. Jeez, I know. Kind of, man, wouldn't you get some? I would hope it was during fucking summertime because I think fucking rabbits get like this parasite during the summertime. You don't eat rabbits. But tell me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's I. Because I remember, because I, I don't know, I've never even because I remember that ate a rabbit. Before. Yeah, my buddy, well, not was one of my friends' friends, I guess. We were out shooting, he caught a rabbit, and he's all, "Thank goodness it's not worn because they carry parasites." I'm like, "All right," and we fried it up. And it was not bad, not bad. Kind of getting off topic. But rabbit is rabbit like a little gamey, is it salty. Like? It was a little gamey, not too bad. Kind of all. I think it all depends on how you cook it. Have but, you ever had a rattlesnake? Yes. How's that? Tastes like chicken. Wow. Everything tastes like chicken. I've never had rattlesnake. It's pretty good. Do you know people go actually hunt for rattlesnakes? Oh yeah. Yeah, they wear like rubber boots, like special boots, and they nip at the boot and they. Yeah, whack they got to wear those. Uh, what are those called? Snake chaps. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. we got way off topic here. <laughs> okay, so besides you know, 
Let's get to the nasty, you know. <laughs> I don't want to get to the nasty. Yeah, you know, it's we shouldn't. It's hard to laugh in talking about this because make your freaking skin crawl. It's, you know, if, well, I mean, if uh, this is true, and I I have a feeling it probably was. I mean, D, considering you know, like the stuff that we hear on other podcasts, and with like the way. That, you know, like the elites, the Illuminati, the way they're portrayed, all the Epstein BS. Not that that is BS, but I'm just saying like all this with Maxwell. This craziness. craziness, man. And then you go back to a story like this that happened in the 80s. And with the shit going on today, you know, and how this thing ended up being. Swept under the rug. Like a nothing burger. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm like, well, wait a minute. You, you know, was this a, a huge freaking cover-up? More than likely. I mean, just like everything else they fucking do. After researching this, I kind of feel like we got a little cover-up going on here. I've definitely seen some hints of a cover-up. Mm-hmm. You know? Dude, and I bet you somehow, some of the way... Politics. Stay with, pol- stay with us here, folks, because this story is going to get fucking wild. Yeah, we're just kind of going through the motions with this. You know, the politicians get into it and all that wacky stuff. But, all right, let's get back to describing this. You know, the kids are saying Bucky cut cuts rabbits up, forces them to drink the rabbit's blood. And then I guess a couple of kids said that Bucky... Man, this Bucky guy is kind of... Bucked up in the head. Real, real quick, D. Yeah. I'm going to interject a little bit. So, I know this is a preschool, so these kids are little, you know, and I've, I've got a few kids of my own, and great, imaginative. They never came up with any shit like this when they were that little, and they, they came up with some wild, wild stuff. stuff. That's what, you know... Bring up a good point. You know, kids come up with these wacky imaginations, but their imaginations don't go to this dark place. It's always happy. Right. Or, or if if it's a little dark, it's something they've seen, mm-hmm. and they, in their mind, trying to cope to understand what this is, but... Yeah, maybe they watch, like, Goosebumps. I mean, Goosebumps, but, like, a three- or four-year-old, they ain't gonna pull up or pulled this out of their ass talking about fucking forced to drink rabbit's blood and or what's that one cartoon with the dog courage courage yeah even even after that because my kids watch that when they're little they didn't come up with they don't come up with something with like dark this. shit like yeah. this yeah drinking rabbit's blood drinking rabbit's it, blood I mean, there was a lot of other you know because it was they're describing these satanic rituals and um just like these shocking acts that they were saying were being performed on or in front of them, drilled under the armpits. Uh-huh. Like, <clears throat> what? What are they talking about? Um, so I hope we're not jumping around too much. If we are, just do your best to keep up, people. Um, so should we... Didn't they have to play a game? Yeah, so... Uh, Like, besides all the other crazy stuff they're describing, they described this game. This game. So, a couple students said they were forced to play, quote-unquote, naked movie stars, where they the game, the point of the game was they pose and get their photographs taken freaking naked. And that kind of struck me off kind of as something kind of going off where it could be tied into. Because you were talking to me about back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. There was a freaking Ponograph magazine. Finger. Called The Finger. And they had some uh, questionable drawing illustrations illustrations about pedo shit, right? Yeah, um... How do you say his last name? Paul Eberl? Eberl. Paul Eberl. Yeah, Paul Eberl. This is a, just kind of a crazy little side note. So this dude, 
him and his old lady back in the 70s, they had this porno rag called Finger. All right. Weird name for a we, porno rag. Yeah, I'm just thinking on the cover, there's just like this dirty thing. I don't know. But whatever, dude. These it's, people want to, you, know, you know, put out their own porn. It's original, I guess. Yeah, go for it. But apparently some of the stuff that it was kind of like a no holds barred porn magazine um, with some bestiality, um, people doing, you know, pretty freaky stuff, being pretty freaky. But people would send in like stories or their own like illustrations. Now, here's where it gets fucked up. Because these people would go ahead and print these stories and print these illustrations. And they could have they could have just throw that away or maybe had a disclaimer in the magazine like, hey, you know, we got to keep it above board. You know, this is like an adult themed magazine. Let's keep it for the adults. Well, they didn't because these stories involved, you know, like pedophilic shit. What the fuck? The illustrations involved. It was like, you know, boys with their moms or whatever. And just really just messed up stories. And so this guy and his wife, they put out this publication for, um, I don't know exactly how many years, but it went on for a while. And, um, and then they went on to um, write books children's books yeah these motherfuckers wrote children books and then they wrote a book called the abuse of innocence and this book wasn't like it had to do with the abuse of children it had to do with people who were um uh the accused yeah who were accused of pedo activity and this is like coming to their defense, like the abuse of their innocence. Right. So I started kind of reading up on this guy, which kind of took me down a rabbit hole. And then I found uh, this dude, Peter J. I believe his last name is pronounced fried. And he was accused by his daughter of um, of being uh, molested by him, sexually abused by him. So his own daughter. And he came up with this thing called false memory syndrome. So basically he's saying that his daughter had false memory syndrome and that he never, he denied it, of course. But not only did he deny it, he came up with this foundation, which ran until 2019, uh, saying that, you know, sometimes these kids who are accusing people, they're just having false memories. So basically, you're just saying to me right now, you can pull some whacked act stuff out of your ass and say, no, it's it's, it's fal- something this, it's false that, it's and false, you, you yeah. don't get in trouble for it. Without any hardcore evidence that you didn't freaking do it? That's correct. So, so where did he get... Did he get any scientific... Or no. asked a doctor about, you know, if this is... No, as a matter of fact... Um, so, in psychology, it's described That's just right. because he made it a thing. You know, before he made it a thing. Well, all right. So, in psychology, false memory syndrome... Uh, describes a condition in which a person's identity and relationships are affected by false memories. Uh, false memories, recollections that are factually incorrect yet strongly believed. Um, so, But this guy originated the term, um, which his foundation you know, it made it popular. But it's not recognized as a psychiatric illness, and it's not in any medical manuals. It's not in the DSM five or anything like that like it can't be you can't like put it on someone and be like okay you have this the same because it's not rooted in science it's just this guy who is trying to get himself out of hot water because he most likely did abuse his kid oh, fuck yeah 
And so this was his Hail Mary pass. But how did that hold up in court? It it did. It did. And not only did it hold up in court, but in the future, people who got accused would call these people into court to testify on their behalf and help them to get to wiggle out of these accusations. I don't know why judges were listening to us, but they were. Um, So there was actually, all right. So there was people that he got on his side. Um, So, so some of these figures and, you know, what they call the genesis of his theory or a forensic psychologist, uh, Ralph Underwager, uh, psychologist Elizabeth Loftus, and a sociologist Richard uh, Ofsch. So, yeah, he got these people on board. What, these freaking shrinks? These shrinks. And so they kind of gave it some, they, you know, they gave it something. Basically, he got some people who, you know... He probably did that shit, too. Other people would listen to him. Um, so, yeah. So, this guy... And, by the way, his daughter, you know, because he he accused his daughter not only of having these false memories, but accused her of, like, having something wrong with her, you know, mentally, like, defective. She went on to go to school, become um, uh, a writer, you know, she's an educator, she's a speaker, and um, she's best known for her theories on of betrayal trauma <laughs> because she probably had a lot of that um, wow. institutional betrayal. So, yeah, she was no dummy. What a trooper, man. Through, going through all that and still come out pretty on top. I I absolutely agree. I agree. Um, all right, so yeah, we took a little sidebar there. So, so yeah, they played this jacked up game, game. naked movie star, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, and didn't uh, didn't one of the kids even say that Chuck Norris was there? Okay, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I guess uh, on where I got it. One of the kids told a defense attorney that Chuck Norris. Uh, had been present at the satanic rituals. Not freaking Chuck Norris. <coughs> Excuse me. It could have been someone Mother. who looked like him. I don't know. That's crazy. I imagine if Chuck Norris was there, he'd just be roundhousing all these assholes. Yeah. Like rescuing <laughs> these kids. Um, other kids claim that you know they jumped out of a plane, um, traveled to space in a hot air balloon. Now... Now that stuff, that you know, now I can see a little kid, like coming up with that because that's stuff you would see on cartoons or reading children's books. Because um, I can't imagine how you know how they can go to space in a hot air balloon. Yeah. But but then again, maybe they literally didn't go to space in a hot air balloon. Maybe they maybe they did get taken up in hot air balloons. You know, for whatever kind of... Or, you know, they were sent to maybe... No, probably Epstein didn't have his island at that point. No, but... But I bet you they were... wasn't the first, man. Yeah, I bet you they were probably took into a a freaking... A jet or something and hightailed it over somewhere. Who knows? Um, Who knows with these crazy people? Some other claims uh, they mentioned were, like, uh, digging up dead bodies. And... The secret tunnels underneath the school. Um, flying witches and then being locked in refrigerators, which if that's true, that is fucked yeah. up, man, to lock a kid in a refrigerator. Oh, fuck yeah. So. So you want to go ahead. So let's get to the trial uh, now. Yes. So, you know, so there, I think the trial was going to start in 85. So, yeah. So, Trial was going to start two in two weeks, and then all of a sudden, that Judy Johnson gal dies of freaking alcohol poisoning. At 42. At 42. Two weeks before the trial. So, I found this kind of interesting. So, 
in that case, because of Judy's death, Buckley's attorneys were able to impeach her character in that trial. And she was like kind of the backbone of yeah. all that. Yeah. So, I mean, they got rid of a pretty good uh, witness. A, a witness, yeah. And didn't um, didn't one of the one of the cops also killed himself too? Yeah. So there was an investigator, quote unquote, killed himself before the trial as well, because he he started saying, you know, there's. There's a case here because, you know, he was able to find out there was there was some cult ritual stuff going on. Some sex trafficking, sex abuse, all this crap. All this shit that we hear and, about the elites like uh-huh. being accused of today. And in in the article I was reading off of and and they were saying, you know, and mostly the mainstream media refused to report on all this. So, oh. and some FBI investigators remarked the case was real and points to cover-ups as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about, all right, so now, you know, now we're going to trial. These people are saying, I didn't do it. You got a bunch of kids. Uh, you know, telling their parents that, you know, something happened. Uh, either some of them had to recollect these memories or some were still young. And like you said earlier, trying to figure out a way to communicate this, you know, this to their, their folks, the law enforcement or this therapist. So let's talk about Key McFarlane. Yes. So Key McFarlane was kind of the conductor or what you call an oversight of these kids' um, allegations. So she would use puppets, sock puppets, stuff like that to uh, make the kids more comfortable talking about or in a way relate. Which I think is pretty pretty normal. Um, Because, you know, you got to kid it up a little bit. Right, like I've seen Law and Order episodes where, you know, they got like a kid and then, you know, the therapist or whatever brings out this doll and they're like, you know, can you point? Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, they're talking about, you know, she's saying, you know, telling telling the kids, you know, the puppets telling the kids, you know, if you have any yucky secrets or you've been. Right. You can you can tell me because I'm I'm my, your friendly, sock, yeah, sock puppet. Puppet. And I won't tell anybody. And it was funny. We watched that one video, and it was Key McFarlane. McFarlane. And, you know, she had recordings of the kids, and she had that the recording box, and she said this was the, the secret eraser or something like that. Like, you talk into it, tell your, your yucky secrets into it, and it'll eat it up. It'd be gone. Yeah, which I mean, which I mean, is you good. Have can to, help a kid kind of like, get that off of them. Yeah, that trauma. So, and then they were saying, you know, in the trial that you know that was coaxing the kids into making up things, and basically they're they came up with a lot of stuff. I mean, and it's it's defense attorneys, so this is kind of like their job, but they. They're going to do everything in their power to discredit this lady and her tactics. Um, So they brought up, like, um, things that she would say to the kids. I guess uh, there was one kid, he was was only five, and he was was denying ever being abused by Bucky. So so they said that she told them that he's just a scaredy cat. Okay, which, like... Is jacked up, but it's not like the most horrible thing a person can say. Yeah, I mean, like you're just well, maybe in this day and age with all these thin-skinned son of a bitches running around. But that's true. Um, And then, yeah, another kid said that he hadn't been, and which you know, the kids could be telling the truth. So basically, they're just saying that she was trying to use coercive tactics. 
to elicit, you know, a response from the kids that would suggest that they had been abused. Um, you know, telling the kid, you know, what good are you? Or uh, saying the kid, he must be dumb, which you shouldn't say to kids. I mean, that's kind of mean. Yeah. People were fucking crazy in the 80s, right? Um, so they're saying that the these types of interviewing tactics are likely to cause children to make allegations simply to please the interviewer. Uh, that way they can be done with it. Um, so this trial lasted seven years. Seven years, I dude. bet you that was, getting, that was getting expensive for the McMartins, weren't that? That was getting expensive for everyone. For everyone. So weren't they... Now, because of the trial and how expensive it it, it was becoming, didn't the McMartin family have to sell... The preschool school. Yeah. Um, So do you want to go You and talk about the outcome of the trial? I mean, we can, and then we We can go back to what happened in the school. Yeah. Okay. So after all this, so you've got, and dude, I couldn't imagine like being a little kid and having to go through a trial like this. That would be, I mean, God, that alone would just be, you know, and having to talk about all this stuff and not understanding yeah, what's have, even going on. Having these people always asking these weird These que- weird questions. But let's keep in mind that some of the allegations here, the, the they were very imaginative for a little kid and had themes, uh, dark themes that, I don't I don't know if the kid could just come up with that. Yeah, like seeing a horse getting beat to death with a baseball bat. Right. See you, tunnels. No, it's weird. Okay. So no one was ever convicted after all that. Um so everyone was uh and we're talking about over a hundred counts of child abuse here. Um so there was seven teachers there was you know virginia there was ray bucky there was uh his wife peggy um there was another one marianne jackson uh babette spitler and betty raider they were charged yeah like i said with more than 100 counts and uh following nearly two years of preliminary hearings, the charges against all but two of the teachers were dropped due to lack of evidence. So Ray, uh, Ray Bucky and his mom, uh, Peggy Martin Bucky. Oh, I thought Peggy was his wife. I guess that's his mom. Okay. I must, we got messed up in there. Yeah. So, yeah, it says his mother, uh, Peggy Martin Bucky, they still face trial. And the trial began in 87. And in 1990, a jury acquitted the defendants on 52 counts. However, the jurors were unable to agree on a verdict for 13 other charges. Uh, they said they felt as though some of the allegations were true, but the prosecution hadn't provided enough evidence to warrant convictions. Um, and then later that year, he was retried for eight counts, but the judge for the second trial, uh, declared a mistrial when the jury, they were basically a hung jury. They couldn't figure out if he was guilty or innocent. So the two trials costed an estimated $15 million and took approximately seven years of court time. So the, the, the McMartin preschool trial is the longest, one of the most expensive trials in American history. $15 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said earlier, the the media, the press, they didn't they didn't touch it. They didn't question they didn't question anything. Um so um David Shaw, this writer for the LA Times, he wrote a four-part series of articles about the the case and the way it was covered by the media. Um, 
he won a Pulitzer Prize for it, and he, he examined how the press, including the LA Times, failed to actually investigate the allegations uh, made by the children or question the prosecution's case. And so consequently, members of the public didn't question the allegations made by the kids. So, you know, even though a lot of the, the claims were outrageous and, um, you know, they say coerced by therapists, just no one, no one bothered to really take a deep look into this. Um, so what do you, do you got anything about, uh, Karen Kloss? No, I got nothing on Claire and Kloss. That article, I don't think talked about her at all. So, um, so on January 30th of 1976, uh, this lady, Karen Kloss, she was attacked and strangled in her, in her home in uh, Hermosa beach. Uh, she was in a coma and she was rushed to the hospital, but she passed away a few days later on February 4th of 1976. Seven years later, when allegations were made against staff at the preschool, rumors began to swirl that Kloss, whose youngest son was a student at the school at the time of her murder, may have been killed as part of a satanic ritual or because she knew about the abuse that was taking place. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's speculation, but... <laughs> Guess you can tie it in there pretty well, huh? Yeah, the rumors persisted for decades until uh, 2017 when law enforcement announced DNA evidence found at the scene helped them identify Klaus's killer as Kenneth Eugene Troyer. Uh, he was killed by police in 82 during a shootout had a relative who lived just two blocks from Klaus's house in 76. And according to police, Troyer, who was a convicted burglar, probably attacked Klaus when she interrupted him while he was burglarizing her home. So there was no connection between her murder and the staff. But, uh, I mean, it was a little bit, right? Yeah. Because um, so her son was a student. You want to get into uh, the tunnel situation with the school? Uh, yeah, tunnel or satanic panic. Uh, let's go. With, let's go with the tunnels. Let's go with the tunnels, and then we can get into. So we mentioned the tunnels earlier because kids had mentioned, mentioned the tunnels. There were tunnels. So, you know, throughout that whole trial, the McMartin family went through. They were kind of basically forced to. Uh, sell the school and the land it sat on to help pay for their trial. So at, they sold it to, what was that guy's name? Uh, it was um, uh, Arnold Goldstein or yeah, something. Yeah, Goldstein. Yeah. Saying that he was going to build offices, off, office buildings on that land. So, but the parents were pretty persistent about, you know, if they could over, you know, excavate that land to see if any of those tunnels were uh, actually there. So they got permission. They started excavating, and they had a uh, formal FBI. Was it? It was a retired chief and head yeah, of the yeah, LA yeah. FBI. It was a Ted. Ted you go for it. You already said his first name. Ted L. Gunderson. So they were, him and the excavation crew, they were, they actually did find remnants in, of these tunnels that were backfilled prior to the, the selling of the property. They were able to find like toys garbage that were kind of within the era of when the school was operational and they found like uh bones of animals that seemed like they were sacrificed by looking at all the cuts on the bones all that uh 
weird stuff. And then Ted Gunnerson did say when they were excavating, they found like some weird statues of some satanic. What do you even call it? Um, like uh, pentagrams type crap. Yeah, like uh, effigies. Yeah, they're called or something like that. And besides Ted Gunnerson saying it was true, even the FBI was able to confirm that they did find possible uh, tunnels and bones on that school grounds. So they did. They they there, found the, the tunnels. Tu- there were tunnels. That was actually true. Man, while they were denying in the trial that they were no tunnels. Um. Jeez. So Ted Gunderson. Okay, so that was like. I think that was the only thing that he really had to do with this was the archaeological yeah. survey. Um, but also, he did... So he spoke out about um, the McMartin case as well as a network of child molesters and traffickers called the Finders. All right. So the Finders... I. I don't know. I heard about that. I haven't done any hard research on that. Well, according to um, to the FBI and FOIA requests, so Freedom of Information Act, um, in the FBI's vault, the Finders Group <coughs> um, had to do with uh, sexual exploitation of children. Um, and obstruction of justice. Let me see. I got some stuff here. Okay. So, yeah, they did, um, I guess this was in Miami. And, uh, so the DOJ, Department of Justice, they requested the FBI, uh, to conduct a preliminary inquiry into allegations, uh, concerning child sexual abuse by a group known as the Finders and what role, if any, was played by the United States Intelligence Committee, community. Um, let's see. So there, so I've heard of it. It's the Finders or the Finders Cult, and basically, um, it's this network, this ring of, of predators that. The FBI investigated for like a long time, um, but I don't know if if anyone was, uh, you know, busted over it. Um, let's see. Uh, they're saying it was a well, it was a large, um, well-organized scheme. Um, so they attempted to interest uh, congressional members and uh, the U.S. CS uh, in efforts to enhance uh, efforts in the area of child sexual abuse and investigating claims of organized abuse. Um, during October 1993, uh, it's blocked out here. This person met with a U.S. congressman, Rose, in Florida to discuss allegations concerning a group known as the Finders. Uh, both Congressman Rose and this person subsequently provided information concerning these allegations to the Department of Justice. Um a uh, reference to the finders and the FBI files. Um, a review of this file indicated the FBI in Jacksonville had conducted an investigation resulting from an arrest of two individuals in Tallahassee, Florida in 87. 
Uh, these guys were arrested by the Tallahassee Police Department um, on abuse charges, child abuse charges, resulting from a complaint that six children playing in a park were uh, unkept and neglected. The two subjects with the children could not initially provide sufficient Information as to their uh, legal custody of the kids, but were uncooperative regarding their identity and the children's identity. As a result huh. of information developed during these arrests, uh, the Tallahassee Police Department contacted the Metropolitan Police Department, uh, Washington, D.C., and provided information concerning these folks and their association with the group known as the Finders based in Washington, D.C. in 87. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I can go a lot deeper here. I probably should have done that before the podcast. But basically this, uh, if anyone wants to look it up, this is on FBI.gov. Um, and there are 332 pages concerning the finders here, uh, the finders group. Um that's yeah, a lot, man. It's, man. it's a lot. Man, I tell you what, I bet you if you read that, that would get really dark. Really uh, quick. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it says here the, the USCS claims to have observed a substantial amount of computer equipment and documents purportedly containing instructions for obtaining children for unspecified purposes. That's weird. Trafficking, man. Yeah. It's all trafficking shit. Um, that's freaking weird. What else? You got anything else there, D? That was pretty much it on the, the whole McMartin case. Didn't do a whole lot of looking on, you the know, finders. like the finders. And then, you know, I did between the McMartin and the finders, what also kind of came up. I remember hearing hearing about that that Boys Town. Yeah, it was like in Nebraska or something. I believe so. And it kind of all fits in with all these dirty rings. But that that'd be maybe on a, a later podcast we can talk about that. Yeah, no, I think so too, man. I think I've kind of had enough of this subject. Man, it's, it, it it's it's sad. You know, Hurts your heart hearing, you know, these kids going through this stuff. Yeah, it's not right. And 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 then, you know... And, it, and, and I don't think it's over. I think shit like was, this is still going on. You know what's even more freaking nasty and just gets my blood boiling is that they're now trying to normalize basically this behavior, you know, with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, saying minor it's attracted. attracted. And then, you Malarkey, know what else that, is weird? That's, that I've I've kind of noticed in the last few years, 2D, is so the people there have been people who are in um, in positions, you know, whether it be uh, positions at universities or colleges or even politically, people who are trying to normalize this, and then they put those people in charge. charge. Of, of uh, like a number of different things concerning children, children, and missing children. Yes, like with uh, I forgot that broad's name. Who was with, with the with, Clintons? With Clintons, yeah, she got she was uh, when the whole earthquake happened in Haiti, you know, and they mm-hmm. gonna go relieve Haiti, and and they found got, that yeah, that church group, that church group. Trying to cross the border into what I think it's the Dominican Republic that's borders Haiti, right? I believe so. And she yeah. had some Haitian kids. Kids, yeah. And then they got caught. Freaking Bill saved her ass, sent got her ass back to the states, and put her in charge, charge of the Amber Alert system of missing or exploited children. Can Amber you believe? Alert. So in. It's fucking clown world. It's definitely a clown world, man. It's not Things right. don't just... And Sorry, I, I've been cussing a little too much on this. Try not to. 
but man, it gets you mad. No, it does. It's uh, sometimes sometimes it feels like, you know, like this shit is happening, and you you feel like everyone should be mad about this, right? Just up in arms, rotter, 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 right? Up in arms. And it just seems like that's not the case. Like, the media doesn't pick it up. No. Well, I mean, people are so much of a following type that all they're going to get riled up is whatever the media is going to tell them to get riled up about. I will say that something positive I have seen um, happen recently is... um, I like positive things. There was... uh, there was an uh, an operation, um, sting operation. They were able to rescue two hundred. I think I did hear about that victims here of, in the valley of sef- the sex trafficking. I'm not sure if it was here. I know it was in the U.S. I don't know exactly where, but um, yeah, they did. They did do a bust finally and busted people who are running one of these rings. And I say, just keep it up. Keep yeah. it up. Keep investigating. Keep asking questions i'm like i'm like talking to law enforcement like just keep doing your job like that's we need to stop this shit because it's been it's been going on like way too much you know epstein became became a meme but fuck that like let's bring it back to seriousness yeah that, that guy's fucking serious how is how is maxwell doing uh 20 years in prison for Child sex trafficking. Basically ruin people, these children's lives. When we don't even know, who did she traffic these kids to? It wasn't yeah. just Epstein. Like, give me a break. Y- yeah. Who was tied with her? Yeah. And him. And all, you know, all those pe- people who were associated with this guy and photographed, all of them. Like, all those people need to be uh, questioned, like, interrogated. Bat. Yes. All of them. I mean, if they were hooked up with this guy, and that guy was a fucking scumbag, they all need to go down. They need to. They need to answer for why they were hooked up with this guy. Yes, and Maxwell and the whole lot of them. I think so, especially if you're hanging out with them a lot. Yeah, getting real chummy Chum- there. Real freaking chummy. Absolutely. Um. So. Have fun deep diving on this stuff, folks, yeah. because it seems like it's a rabbit hole that just but, you know, doesn't I, end. Yeah, but it does need to be discussed because I feel like it's kind of need a thing to be kind of on priority to, to to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right, well, well, let's wrap it up, D. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in to Leveled Heads. Uh, I'm Will. This is Derek. You can uh, find us on everywhere you get podcasts, uh, Apple, Rockfin. Maybe one of these days we'll put some some uh, extra content on Rockfin. Um, so get you going over there. Maybe we'll do videos one day. I don't know. Yep. And you can, uh, we have a Reddit page, right? Yeah, we, we're on Reddit. Uh, it's Leveled Heads. The subreddit. Um Email us, us email yeah. us, and uh, you know we don't do any advertising right now. We're not really trying to monetize what we're doing here. We're just grassroots podcasters um, who were fortunate enough to be able to get a little bit of equipment and you know put our voices out there. Um, so yeah, we both work regular jobs. This is just kind of something that we do um, for your entertainment. Hopefully, it is entertaining to you. I don't know. You never leave any reviews. So if you could, leave us some reviews. Uh, Give us some likes or stars or whatever it is that you do. I don't know. Um, Help us move up the charts. Uh, I think we're like number 1,500, which isn't bad considering how many podcasts are out there. But, uh, yeah, we like to see those numbers move a little bit. Tell your friends about us. uh what else email us D- email us at level- shoot us an email what is it d leveled heads 33 at gmail.com you know if you have a story that you want to tell 
you know, email it to us or email us that you wanted to talk to us. We could exchange some things. See if maybe if you're in, your if your story's interesting enough, maybe we'll get you on here. I don't know, but it would be nice if you guys emailed us. Yep. Yeah, let us know. That would be great. It'd be great to hear from you. Just, um, or just email us your thoughts on some things and maybe get us to think a little bit more. I want to give a shout out to our 12 listeners in Brussels. We got Belgium. 12 now? 12. In Belt. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Um, shout out to our listeners in Winnipeg and all the rest of you. Thank you for tuning in. Um until next time, right? Until next time. Peace.